All right, we're going to get right into it. This is Sex Actually, the podcast. Your host, Dave Neal, with special guest, Du Kripalani. Did I say it right? You did. I know, you did. I know I got you right before you put your cans on here. I like to just get going. <laughs> While the guest is outside the room. Yeah, right? I like to just <laughs> startle you with a, just a record. Because here th- we're, we're old friends now at this point. Mm-hmm. So this isn't. this is just two old friends talking with uh, audio gear. That's all it is. Uh, I love your place. Oh, thanks. I'm in, I'm always looking for a new place. I love the um, pine needles outside. Oh, the, there's yeah, a lot of pine needles. pine needles. Yeah. I like that you can go to Burbank. Are we technically in Burbank? And get pine needles. Where I am, it's all desert. You're in K Town. Silver Lake, K Town. It's all desert. That's it's right. all like cactuses and shit. It's weird. It's just weird. Um, okay, so the podcast, we don't, I'm not, I don't try to be funny. I usually end up like borderline crying. That's how it works. It's just your it's therapy just session. It's just me doing therapy. I don't even turn it on or plug it in. It's just for me. Um, you, you're a good guest that I've wanted to get for a while because you've, you're a uh, published author, book Side Boobs. Is that right? That's right. Side Boobs. Uh, dating stories from a gentleman, gentleman's per perspective what's your favorite type of boob side boob top boob under boob i guess or i guess inside boob but that's kind of a weird well under boob is the new one now. Oh, cool look at this there's under boobs the new one. Oh, it's a great i'm looking at it now yeah it's side boobs dating stories from a gentleman's perspective this is good do you get do you get any ass from this book i i don't know maybe because some <laughs> yeah. of those girls came back and I don't think they know about the book or they knew about the book. And that's why they wanted to rekindle whatever wasn't there in the first place. I love this quote someone put on. I never wanted to have sex with Dew, but now that I read his book, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> that's great. So uh, what inspired the book? Well, I, I wrote a poetry book to get over my ex. Wow. I'm like, I if I write 100 poems, it was called 100 Poems for My Ex and 10 Jokes for Me. So I was tired of those 10 jokes about her. And I'm like, if I want to get over her and stop doing these 10 shitty jokes, they weren't shitty. They were okay. Um, but I want—I was just sick of my act, more of sick of going through the experience. So I'm like, let me write a book. And then sure enough, by poem 90, I'm like, I hate this girl. She's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> That's what happens, though, when you – like I have exes I've you know done, done stand-up about and – the only way I don't hate the jokes is if I'll like blend them into my current girlfriend. <laughs> like, because if you, you know, you were saying this actually last night. Like, whenever we have, like, I always complain about my issues, but you saying I was always like, whenever I'm complaining about the other person, it's things I'm projecting from myself. Yeah, and I feel like that's how my jokes are. If I'm like bitching about one ex who does this thing, and then my next ex does it, I'm like, oh shit, am I the problem? Am I? Well, sometimes it's well, yeah. So I wrote the book, and then that didn't work. And then I wrote side boobs, and just started dating girls to get over the ex. How long ago did you write side boobs? Two thousand thirteen, so three years ago. Nice. Yeah, I love the under boob. The under boobs, the new one. That's the boob that I like looking at. Dude, we're so we're casting this. Um, um, I uh, for those listening, I got this job, uh, making sketch videos for like a men's advice company dating advice i I don't want to say anything more about it but you probably know who i'm talking about if you follow the podcast is he a pickup artist can you he used to be a pickup artist so what does he call himself okay i'll just say he's called the social man (laughs) (laughs) and he's in his name's he goes by christian hudson his name's john jonathan christian hudson he's been a guest he's a friend of mine and he has this company that's been really successful called the social man their main product they sell is called hold on 
that's not what it's called, but just hold on, wait for it. It's called the girlfriend activation system. So it's how to turn a girl into a girlfriend? Kind of. And it's not pickup per se. It's definitely, he definitely wants to get more into like men's advice type of stuff. But that's, you know, a lot has spawned from that pickup game. You know, uh, the mystery method and David D'Angelo. There's all these different guys. Did you ever follow any of them? I did read the game. Yeah, the game. So the game was yeah. interesting by Neil Strauss, and I recommend that book for anybody because mm-hmm. it's a it's a novel. It's pretty much nonfiction. It's pretty much his autobiographical story, but I'm sure a little bit of it's made up. But and it's not written from the point of view of the pickup artist. It's from the yeah ins- the outside. Basically, a writer a for like Rolling Stones or something, and yeah. he's like super nerdy. And he next thing you know, he's like living in a mansion, learning and, how to pick up girls, and fucking you know and, having friends with like Courtney Love and stuff. No, he's dating the lead guitar from Hole. Yeah. It wasn't Courtney Love. It was her lead guitarist. And he's got a new book. Uh, I love we're plugging other people's books. He's got a new book about like life after the game. I don't know what it's called. It's probably called that. But it's like that, that shit I think fucked him up for a while because it's like it's one thing to learn chemistry for your own sake but like when you start sport fucking I don't, I don't think I I never did that in New York. I never like what they say sport fucked. I would like generally like a girl I might get disinterested in her quickly, but that that's like New York when you're 25. You get like mm-hmm. – and, and girls treated me the same way. They weren't clinging onto me. They'd be mm-hmm. like, all right, you live in Harlem. This isn't going to last. You know what I mean? Well, you are the sensitive one between you and any yeah. girl. Yeah. I've never really – I don't mean that as an insult. Totally like, fine. Uh, yeah. Totally fine. Totally okay with it. I've never had – like with my ex um, in New York, my like serious ex that I had. We didn't date long, but it fucked me up. Mm-hmm. She, uh, I've talked, I've talked about her a lot. She was cool, but she couldn't like commit to me. Like she would call me, um, she would tell me she loved me instead of loved, <laughs> like L U B. Okay. Like L, like she would text like love you, because uh, honestly, I don't think she could say love. I, see, I can't say love either. My girlfriend recently started saying the L word, and I'm like, um, oh, and then I kiss her. Who cares? Is my point. I said it to Tasha way before she said it to me. I said it like six weeks into dating. I was like, look. You, you know there's a Native American um, saying, whoever says I love you first loses. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the title. Whoever says I love you first loses. Damn it. I'm, I lost a long time ago. I, I love that. that. This is a Native American saying. My ex, my ex said, I think she said she loved me accidentally when we were fucking. But then she's not saying it to you. Right. She's I think saying she's it like, oh, to the you. moment. Like, she was like, yeah. like, and then I think she like, it freaked her out, and then I choked her, and she came. Yeah. You know, whatever. Like, like she could have been <laughs> eating cheesecake, and she would yeah. have said, I love Yeah, you. she's just on a sugar high. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't a sugar high. My sweet dick. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, but this girl, but Tasha, I said it. I was sitting in the in my pool in my North Hollywood home. I had this like home with like four other guys when I first moved here. It was pretty trashy. It was like knocked up the movie when the, that, their first house. Uh-huh. I tried to keep it, keep it clean, but these dudes were fucking animals. I tried. Anyways, my first place, we're sitting in there. I was like, look, I'm not going to get in a car accident tomorrow, it, which, which is weird because I ended up doing that. <laughs> uh, but I was like, I'm not going to fucking die, and you're not going to die without me telling you how I feel right now. I love you. Boom. Don't say anything. That's what I said. I was like, look, don't say anything. Don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. It's Love is a big deal, but the act of telling you isn't. We know, you know, I love you, blah, blah, blah. I didn't even like let her respond. And because I, because I think she said, thanks. <laughs> and ouch. No, but that's, I knew going into it what to get back. And I was like, I'm going to set a precedence with this relationship that, that I'm not going to play games 
I'm not going to worry about this or that. And it's been, you know, we've had our ups and downs, but it's we just had our two-year anniversary this week. See, um, two you, fucking long years. <laughs> see, you say it doesn't matter, but the next day you went into got in yourself in a car crash just to test. <laughs> well, no, the truth is I got in an accident a year later, but um, oh, okay. and I'm still fucked up over that. My fucking neck. Yeah. You, oh, my gosh. People, buckle up. It was her fault. It was the other lady's fault. I have video. Wait, I, this wasn't the Jeep? The no, side? this is the Jeep. This is the Jeep I can't right? show the video because I haven't gotten the final paycheck yet, but it, it's the, the lawyer's ready to settle. Shit. Be done with it. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's just like, ow. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I'm, I'm cool with like, I have issues, but telling someone how I feel isn't going to be one of them. I can't, I grew up with like the, the single mom who was like, hug it out, Dave. Cry if you want to. Like, see, right. your, see, your single mom raised you to be aware of your feelings and all that. Mine taught me how to, like, bottle them in. Now, I know your history from your stand-up. Your parents really aren't divorced. No, they're not. But, they're, they but they're separated. They're separated and haven't seen each other for, like, 20 years. Okay, so you pretty much grew up in a divorced household then, like, as far as... Yeah. I mean, do they, and they just... Well, I wouldn't say divorced household because divorced households have two homes. We had one shitty one. Oh, wait. They lived in the same yeah, house? They lived in the same place. How did they fucking pull that off? They were just yelling at each other all the oh, time. Oh, so fighting. even though they were div- even though they were like fighting, they still like coexisted. They they have the same room? Same room? They had a wow. huge they had two full-size beds squashed together. Only because that was the best way to put the beds in that room. But neither of them would cross the, the border. Wow. Yeah. That's okay. Side note to that, because I want to talk about that. But my buddy in college had two twin beds pushed together to make like a queen or whatever that makes. That never works. He um he had he had a bed topper to like unite them. Uh-huh. That was his like uniting <laughs> thing. Like work. look at a bed topper, like one of those like fitted bed sheets with like a like a slither of foam. He's eating some chick out in the center of the bed, as okay. you do. Uh, he I guess he's OCD. He's like I get a fucking eater out in the center of the bed. And the bed starts separating. What did he do? Just kept going. Till he fucking tacoed. <laughs> like just, really? you know what I mean? And I'd pay money to to see that friends in sexual. Till today when I see two beds, like two mattresses squashed together, I'm like, this couple's never going to make it. I could it's do that. Gonna... I could do that with Tasha. I could do a different bedroom. What? I could. I've no. I've heard of that working. Different bedroom, dude. No that way. or le- a California king. I need more room. I have this weird thing I've developed where I like to sleep with a pillow under my head, and I like to almost. And this is gonna sound gay. I like to hug a pillow. It's not. I don't know what it's for. I don't want. I don't like to touch her when I sleep, but I like to have a pillow. You need some. Well, yeah, your girlfriend. It, yeah, she's skinny. She's a supermodel. She's got a. She's got a big ass. She's no pillow. Dents into she's the no bed. Pillow. Her ass <laughs> dents into the bed. Does it? Yeah. So why won't you <laughs> hug her? Why do you need a pillow? Uh, well, the spooning thing's fucked up. You can't, like, unless you're drunk or exhausted, you can't fall asleep. I can't fall asleep spooning somebody. I don't know. Like, if I'm if I'm the big spoon, what the fuck do I do with my left arm that's underneath her? You know what I mean? Under her neck. Yeah, that's fucking weird. Because then I can't roll over. I have, and maybe it's because I had a shoulder injury, too. So for a long time, uh-huh. I couldn't sleep on one side. But now with my neck, I, I saw, it's weird I sound so old. I am 30. But with these issues, I probably roll over a ton and don't even realize it. Can you be the small spoon? Um, n- yes. <laughs> <laughs> Emotionally, I think I'm the small spoon. Um, 
now she and she's cool like she's she's um she's at a pretty healthy yin to my yang level of touch i'm i haven't read the book about the four loves or whatever the four lovers or whatever the different types the four love languages i haven't read it so i can't speak to it but i'm pretty sure mine is like need a lot of touching you know i'm a fucking comic i need i need touching i need um people to like tell me how it's going i need those things it sounds pathetic but i think a lot of people do and i'm not afraid that i like that it's like yeah sorry i live away from my family four thousand miles away i like to be hugged once in a while uh she on the other hand although she'll want a hug she'll do the opposite where she'll sort of like push away and maybe be bratty towards me and i swear like now that i've kind of figured her out a little bit i'd be like tasha i'll be like do you need a hug <laughs> instead of being like why are you being a bitch to me yeah because sometimes i'm like quit being like quit doing what you're doing it's what are you angry about you know it's a nice day why are you angry so instead of like coming at her with like male logic to be like what do you what's wrong with you i'm like do you need a hug and she'll be like yeah i'm like all right come here and then she'll like sort of like come in for the hug but it's a lot of like standoffish that's the main that's one of the main differences between us that's good you know her ins and outs there's still (laughs) (laughs) it's a learning process there's still a lot i don't know you know what I mean? But she was she was on my last episode. I don't know. For those listening, do you enjoy the episodes I have Tasha on? And I don't ask that I I don't ask that because I think she's a bad guest. I just wonder if we're too like much of a couple bitching to each other. So someone write me a note. Let me know what you think. Um number cuz numbers I'll, I'll give you their answer. Well, not that I know, but um anyone who's single think you're the annoying couple. Anyone who's in a relationship will say, "Oh my god, they're yeah. like us." I don't know. It's weird so you because you're like you know, everyone. like uh, Rich, uh, Rich Voss and Bonnie McFarland. They're they're a couple uh, stand up comedians. Mm-hmm. They're married and they have the uh, their podcast called My Wife Hates Me. And but they really shit on each other. And I've tried to do that with Tasha. But if I shit on her, but she has she no gets so, yeah, she gets like, she's she's like fuck you, yeah, yeah. So she, whereas she'll be whereas I can border that line in our relationship, which honestly. She, she, you know, I'm sure she can complain to her friends like, ah, they're getting a comic so annoying. But like, I make her laugh all day long. Not, not every joke hits. Don't get me wrong. And the worst, the worst thing is when I try to pitch a joke to her and she just looks at me and doesn't say anything. And I'm like, this is our life. <laughs> Give me a response. But she's just like, I don't get it. And I'm like, it's gonna kill. That's gonna be a good joke. And does it normally? Fifty fifty. <laughs> Sometimes she's like, I don't get it, but no, nobody knows shit. Man. No one knows shit. We don't know what we're doing. Um, so do and I met. So we met. I want to say at Karma Lounge. Yeah, that's safe to say. Which is which has become my favorite Los Angeles mic. I used to host a show at Karma Lounge in New York. Oh, that's which is why very strange. They're home. both called Karma Lounge. That's why you felt at home. Even another couple of New York comics who came, they were like super happy because it reminded them of the actual Carmel. The other one is fucking CD. It's like a downstairs oh, yeah. rape dungeon to a hookah lounge. And it's got like stone walls uh-huh. and it's got tiny little like elementary style seats, like elementary school seats. So you got to like sit really low. But that's fucking New York. You're like literally performing on some sort of like wet boards that are leaking, you know, whatever. But uh, So you hosted the show there. Yeah, I did my my first roast battle on my birthday in New York, and I got destroyed by mm. my friend Katie Holler. She's called in a bunch. Katie Holler's a comic. 
she but we did it where she roasted me for a minute and then i or like you know it wasn't joke joke yeah it wasn't timed it was like a minute or two and then she just annihilated me because it was like it was like one after another my hands tied behind my back and of course i loved it because like it was on our birthdays so like most of the audience was was like my friends so they loved seeing me get roasted which fair game but by the time i went to roast her i was like oh fucking fell apart yeah that can work Against or for you. But tonight, so you've helped me. Tonight, I'm roasting Heather Turman. That's right. Heather Turman is like my new Katie Holler of the West Coast. She's like a friend who, like, I would, you you know, I'd never know she existed if it wasn't for stand-up comedy. Like, our paths wouldn't cross, I don't think, Uh as as a lesbian, as... Unless we both go to the same lesbian bars, I don't. You can go to the same hair. Well, she goes to go super to... cuts. So. Does she? Yeah. Oh, I should have <laughs> used that. So I'm hosting. I'm roasting her tonight. And here's what I was gonna do: is I was gonna um, insert the audio from the roast battle after this podcast. Oh, sweet. Uh, so I, I look. I'm not gonna guarantee that I'm doing that. Like, we'll see how it goes. I'm super nervous, so I might forget to record. But uh, hopefully, at the end of this podcast, I'll put the audio from our roast so you can hear us. Are you going to edit out her laughs and just put cricket sounds? I'm okay if she beats me, as long as both of you are. That's why it's going to be a good roast. Yeah, and I talked to her, and I think you're the only one who's heard both of our jokes. When you when you message me at two thirty, as soon as I was done sending the message, I get a message from her, and it was the same question. It's like a friend. It's like a friend who's like friends are fighting. It's like if it's like if Heather and I were dating, and you're like the friend that we both know. Yeah. Like, when is she gonna? Because basically, we have to. Ro- so so for those that aren't familiar with comedy, we have to roast each other. So like we have to say like just mean shit to each other in front of a packed room. It's like this. It's it really is like the most popular show in Los Angeles. Uh, the judges are Pete Davidson from SNL and Jeff Ross and um, Michael Costa, I think. So that's a pretty good lineup of judges. I mean, in the past, they've had, like, Jim Carrey, Chris Rock, uh, uh, Chappelle judged once. Uh-huh. Like, you fucking kidding me? And so it's just insane. There's literally sections of the audience that are r- racially divided. And for those listening, like, oh, my gosh, it sounds horrible. No, it's, like, planned that way. It's the most un-PC place in the world. So if you guys are – if people are listening and want to check it out, I think you can watch it on Periscope for, like, a day afterwards – but it's every Tuesday night in LA. I thought Periscope was live. It's live, but I think you I think you can pl- play it again. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, but you, there's literally a section of the audience called the Negro Wave, and it's about five black comics and this white dude and this black chick. And then there's who's the, the white dude? It's some um, Jeremiah, Jeremiah Watkins. Like, okay, yeah. So that makes sense. So so like about a month ago, I was there watching. If a joke hits really hard, the all the Negro Wave will run out on stage with their shirts off and like run around and they'll do crazy shit. Like one guy will, like dump water on them. So they they kind of like do bits to like to like you know they'll, they'll crowd like surf the each man. other. They're the hype men, yeah. yeah. But they're so fucking insane. So so about a month ago, they run on stage after a joke hit. Jeremiah Watkins, the white guy, pulls his pants all the way down to the top of the base of his dick, mm-hmm. and then he grabs um, hair trimmer. And starts shaving off his pubes. No way. In the crowd, I have to relate it to like a school shooting. The crowd was like, ah! like they all started freaking out. And were pubes coming down? Well, you th- you thought you saw pubes coming down, but you weren't sure. And then Jamar Neighbors, who's like one of the funniest guys I've ever. For those listening, just Google Jamar Neighbors 
Um, watch his videos online. So fucking funny. I don't. I, he might have been on. Yeah, Jamar's been he on the was, podcast way back in the day. I got to get him back. So Jamar Neighbors has a dustpan and a little hand broom, and he and he broom and he brooms up all the fucking pubes. And we're still like, no, they didn't really do this. And then he takes the dustpan and he throws it in the air, and you just see pubes everywhere. <laughs> it's like. I feel like people died that night in the audience. Holy I was shit. pretty far away to not worry about, like, say, like a like a rogue pube being flown in my direction. But but that's the roast battle. It's just fucking like anything you can think of, like go as dark, crazy as possible. It's hard because Heather Heather's a white lesbian, so it's not like you know you can get creative with some of these. Like um, Omid Singh did it, and he's in he's a he's a you know Pakistan. What, I don't know what he is. He's Indian. He's Indian. So like. Everyone was making jokes about him, and like the girl who was roasting him was like, on a scale of one to ten, you're a nine eleven, yeah, you know that type of shit. It's just mm. fucking, it's kind of, it's kind of hacky, but but we'll see, we'll see how it goes tonight. So for those listening, I'll put it at the end of this episode. Yeah, that's a hacky joke. Pretty hacky. <laughs> yeah. They had to do twelve jokes each. Mine's only four each, and if we t- if we hit a tiebreaker, how, okay, who do you think is gonna win? Me. And don't say, but be. If I'm being honest, because I could, I could sell, I could fuck my lineup and and lose in a second. Um, well, see, I've I've read both your jokes, and they're almost at par. Okay, but I have a feeling that you will get the crowd, because I, I think women have a high percentage of winning versus men. They do, but. I think you'll get the crowd. I still think you'll get the crowd. For some reason, they like the underdog. If my and you'll four, be seen as the underdog. You think so? Yeah. If my jokes all hit, you don't have to go crazy, but if they all hit, uh, I'm okay losing. It's just fun. It's just going to be a fun you know, experience. Um, but we'll see. I love Heather. We'll see what happens. But um, anyway, what else is happening with us? So, so did I meet your girlfriend last week? You did. The blonde, is she blonde? Yeah, the blonde I one. didn't know if that was her or not. I met her briefly. Yeah. So she's coming around now. You bringing her out? Yeah. I mean, I, I can't bring her to open mics, but yeah. since that was like a show, I'm like, yeah. I Is, uh, was she the on again, off again? We did break up for like, I'm gonna say three weeks. We broke up. And then for three who weeks. who uh, initiated the getting back together? That was me. Oh, uh, that's uh, that, was, so you lost too. That's just <laughs> yeah, like saying you love someone. But but that was but yeah. But she said, "I love you." So, oh, she said, "I love you first." She did. Did you respond with "I love you"? No, I still have not said that. And she said that a couple of times. Interesting. And I've even said, "Look, I don't, I don't have that in my vocabulary." Why not? What, like, it why just don't wasn't you raise that way? Could, do you do you love her? Uh, see, I don't know if I'm even capable of that. You're what are you a cyborg or something? Possibly. You don't think you can love someone, or do you just hold lo- like love to such a high standard? Like, no, it's not. A I high love standard. Thai food. Do you love food? The, the Let's start only... somewhere. Do you love certain types of food? Um, like I saw that indie that fucking dish. What did you eat last night? That smelled delicious. Did you love that? What did I eat last? You night? had like some like Turkish thing or something. Oh, the Mediterranean. Did you love your Mediterranean wrap? chicken shawarma wrap? See, I I like. Jeez, it. you really can't say it, can no. you? <laughs> I really liked it, but if I get sick of it, I don't want to like it anymore. Yeah, it's like I don't want to make it because love is like infinity and fucking. No, it's not. I st- I've told exes I loved them and I've fallen out of love with them. The Actually, I probably only said I love you to three people. The only time I've thought I were was in love, and it's it's usually because it's been a toxic relationship. 
So you were like trying to. So there's this. It's this weird definition that my head thinks love is. So Why was it toxic? Uh, childhood shit. For you, or for her, or for both, both. 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 It was so like, was yeah. there a lot of jealousy? Jealousy, not understanding each other, not giving each other space. Um, you were both clingy, like codependent. Yeah, or? I'd say codependent. Two codependents can work. Well, you're trying to convince yourself now, Dave. Well, Tasha's not codependent. <laughs> she's the opposite. So that's oh, why. Like, that's unfortunately cool for me. That's why it's working because I'm a fucking sucker. You know what I mean? Like I'm a, like uh, like I don't think I would do well with a codependent. I would I would be like oh too much. Although there are ways that Tasha's codependent. Just when we fight, she's the opposite. She's counterdependent. Like when mm. we fight, she runs away. But when we uh, when we're like good, like she doesn't want me to leave. She wants to spend all of her time with me. Or you know what? You know what? No, no, no. Because like I have the same problem with my buddy Gooch, where he was like he was like dude, because his girlfriend they live together, and he was like. We have the same problem where like our girls don't even want to spend time with us. They just want to they just want to know we're in the compound. They mm. want to know they want to know that we're like there. It's a I don't want to say it's a control thing in a bad way. I think it's like it's I always relate things back to like caveman times, but it's like we're not at war. We're at, in the campground. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we're safe. They want to know we're safe. Mm-hmm. If I'm at if I'm at, if I'm out at the gym or something, I'm not like I just she doesn't and it doesn't mean she needs to text me all the time. Luckily, she's good about that. She's not like, where have you been? Blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. But I'm also in a job where I almost never have to have my phone off. Like right now, my phone's off. That's probably like the one time all week mm-hmm. that I'm not going to have that. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll put it on airplane mode during my set just so I don't have some weird shit pop up. Like, right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, right as I'm about to go on stage, I'm not going to be like, who the fuck got murdered? You know, I don't need to know that. Mm-hmm. But uh, so, yeah, we don't have those sorts of issues. But we definitely have an issue with. You know, I was talking about this before, like, I feel like our work ethics are on two different levels. And I know you're, you know, I know you're going to tell me, don't, don't worry about her, but like, I'm banking on her. See, her career isn't yours to understand. It's not, it's not your job to understand her career. I just think she'd it's be your a, job to just support her. That's yeah. it. I just think she'd be on such a higher, more successful level if she worked a little harder because I think she's got the right look for certain things, but well, she's not out there. Well, okay, let me. And it's such a this. ticking time bomb with modeling. Wh- whether she's successful or not, would you like not date her? No, but I, but I, no, no, I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't not date her because I've always said like she's in like it's funny saying this. She's way more successful than I am. Uh, currently, but, like, currently, but yeah. also I know she doesn't want to do modeling forever. But you need to like sort of strike that match light the fucking fire and then get into hosting jobs and uh like i was like when i was like you know wouldn't you like to work for the she wants to travel a lot and i was like wouldn't it be great to like really get that shit going so that when the travel channel's hiring they see that you're like already doing your thing and you mm-hmm. can host some or host some animal show she loves dogs obviously mm-hmm. it's like don't that's you have to like create for those listening i mean i believe you have to create the job you want and if you don't aren't getting paid to do it, like my stupid bachelor recap videos, mm-hmm. I, f- I actually got paid to do a BuzzFeed video. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a lot, but I transferred an enjoy an enjoying thing that I had into a job, mm-hmm. which is mind blowing. You know, like I said, we don't get paid shit for it, but it's something, and it's just hilarious that that's even an opportunity in life. Well, models are their careers are similar to comics because the big bucks come whether when you transition into either acting or writing. Yeah, but when you have something of ownership. Yeah. Only the like top ten comics are really making bank in comedy. 
Oh yeah, like yeah. You don't make money with stand up, but you make yeah. it. You make it when you can attach yourself to products or TV. Exactly. Or and the top ten models are making bank, but it's like, do you want? Do you want a career? Then you've got to go either this way or that way, or you just get really good at modeling and you become the top ten. Yeah. And there's nothing saying that she can't be. I know. I know. I should stop worrying about it, and people listening don't give a fuck about it. But because you know, there are worry about comics who just make their living from doing comedy. I don't want. I honestly don't really care for that option. Yeah, because you know you're going to go to the acting. route. I know I'm going to go the writing route. Yeah. So I mean, I don't our, know that, but like, I don't. Yeah, but you've got your. You've put your energy towards it. Yeah. That's like all. I mean, yeah. I, I I'd hate to be. Like like uh like I know Joe Rogan's uh, he always talks about like fear factor and I think mm-hmm. he was glad for the experience but like kind of like hated like the job and mm-hmm. I I would be it would be cool to, you know like I love baseball it'd be cool to have like a there's a comic who hosts a baseball show mm-hmm. Steve Hofstetter and do you know him I've heard of him he, I don't so know he him gets to, he's the comic who posts all the YouTube videos are like destroying hecklers and it's like you know it's a little over the top but he's you know he's a funny witty ginger guy and um. He gets to he works for like Fox Sports and does a podcast for them and he runs the show Laughs. Um so he gets to op- like throw a first pitch at like any major league game he wants. And I'm like fucking cool. Like that's an mm-hmm. option. You know, it's like it's super cool, but um cuz there's a few few things I'm passionate about or knowledgeable about. The Bachelor and baseball. Mm-hmm. That's it. Cuz the Bachelor is just relationships, which I've I've kept an eye on my whole life mm-hmm. through my own failure and through just others. I love hearing about. I Do love, you have sisters, Dave? Yeah, I have one sister, two stepsisters, and then through my father's side, I have two other sisters. sisters. So they're half sisters. But so you I grew up them. around women like me. I didn't. I didn't meet my father until I was nineteen. Oh, okay. I didn't know anything about him until one day my mom was like, "Hey, uh, your older sisters reached out to you." So I didn't know I had. I. I, I assume I knew my dad was alive, but I didn't know anything about him. He was like a Vietnam vet, post-traumatic stress, sort of like, from what I heard, he was like, you know, kind of, uh, you know, I don't want to say mentally abusive, but he was fucked up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, so I never knew, I never, I, I never even questioned my whole life till I was eighteen. I never questioned whether or not he had any other kids, hmm. which makes it so common to be like, why wouldn't he have? I mean, mm-hmm. he literally had five marriages not at the same time but he he would so he was like super charming but he couldn't hold on to anything that's always in the back of my head not to say i'm charming but do i can i you know like new york i could like meet some chicks and i just couldn't hold on to anything Mm -hmm. but i think i i never grew up with him my mom left my mom left him when she was pregnant with me Mm -hmm. so so i was i wasn't raised with a bad dad because he wasn't there so it was like different so, mm. so there's no, so I, I don't have. So you just met him once, so you're not in touch with him. Um, right? He's dead. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he. So he. I. I met him. Uh, I met my older siblings before I met him. I went to St. Louis, and it turns out my. This is you know side story here. I, I don't know if I talked about this before. It's interesting. My. So what happened was my aunt was dating a successful comedian at the time, because mm. my aunt is an actress. The comedian's fan page got an email. Because if you Google my aunt, it, it would go to his page because he was a bigger, he was like more well known. Okay. So his fan, so my older sister, who was in her late thirties now, so she used to call her ten years older than me, reached out to my aunt through her husband's comedian fan page, stand up comedian, and emailed them saying like we'd love to get in touch. This is literally like a year before Google came out. Facebook literally wasn't out, and you know right when Facebook came out, older people didn't use it anyway. So. 
It was none of that, like just finding people. So my mom like sat us down. I was like, oh shit, they're trying to reach out to you. She never tried to keep us from reaching out to them. She just never really, we just never talked about it. Typical mm-hmm. Irish Catholic family. Don't talk about anything like tough. Like if I tried to talk to my mom about it now, she probably would like cry because it's like she buried it. They bury shit. Mm-hmm. I don't bury, our generation doesn't bury shit. Our parents' generation did. It's a, it's a shame. It's a lot of shame. So anyway, I met my, my older siblings, and it was super cool. Like, I didn't really look that much like any of them. Your I, mom or dad? I, I, I looked like my... I looked... Yeah, I mean, I looked like I looked like my parents, but I didn't look like my older half-siblings. Okay. And then I saw an old photo of my dad when he was, in the, when he was enlisted in the military from the same age. So when he same was 19 and I was 18, and we were both, like, literally same age, same month. Oh my gosh! It was like, whoa! Really? Who put me in this outfit? Yeah, it was really weird. Whereas my other half brother was shorter, and the other one was taller and chunkier. So it was weird that we were, you know, same pretty much same height, eyes. But like my dad was, um, you know, a Marlboro Red type of guy. So his voice was like over here, like. But he was nice and charming. But you could tell, you could tell the post traumatic stress. Like he never grew up from when he was in the military. He was in Vietnam. He'd go back to Vietnam every year. And like that was kind of his way to cope. And and mm-hmm. until his death, he was married to a Vietnamese woman. So I've got a Vietnamese stepmom. Mm. This is like a weird life I don't talk about because it's just like it's because it, it takes a few minutes to explain. I don't just in passing. He passed away. This is what's crazy. He passed away the night or the next day. It was kind of like you know slow death of when I did that roast battle. So I did the roast battle in New York on my birthday. The night you bombed. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I still had fun with it. It was it was a blast. And then I do my roast battle. We do the show. It's all fun. And then I get and then I see my Facebook on my phone. I get all these group messages being like Stephen was a great guy. And I'll because oh, we were all in the same message system and everyone. And it turns out I'm pretty sure he. I don't know if he officially died for several hours, but at that point I was like, oh shit, my dad just died. Oh, so fuck. like, yeah, it was wild. But I, so I'd only met him twice. Um, I got nobody some, called you when he died. Yeah. Apparently, this was at this was like you know had to be around not eleven p.m. on a Saturday night, and apparently he I, he might not have died till the next day. But anyway, it was everyone was started putting everything in uh, past tense. So we were all walking. I had like twenty friends with me, whatever. We were all going to another club straight from there, and like I just like walked behind everybody, and then I told like one person. I think I told Katie, and like she gave me a big hug, and like everyone started make giving me so much emotion that. You know, like I, it's it helped me process it all. And as soon as one person knew, they all fucking knew. Like mm-hmm. it was like, why is everyone hugging Dave? It, it like spread yeah. like you know. And I was like, look, hey, whatever. Um, I still, and not to sound selfish or weird, I still had a fun night. Mm-hmm. It was a weird, it, w- it was a weird relationship, and it was the end of a chapter with that death. And I never really, you know, I've never really talked, explored it too deep with my mom. It's just like she was like twenty three. She mm-hmm. left him while she was pregnant with me. She thought it was like my family knew that it, it was um, it was toxic, and that was toxic just for a different reason. And he did your mom remarry? Oh yeah. So so she remarried when I was eleven, which sounds young, but like those eleven years I we spent without a dad were very much like I would say I was like ninety two percent who I am now. My stepdad is a fucking awesome guy. He's like a man of his word. He he owns his own construction company, uh, contracting, heating and air conditioning. Does they, if someone can't afford work, they're not going to be left, you know, cold in the winter. He's mm-hmm. a real stand-up guy. So like, he kind of taught me a lot. He can also walk into any room, 
the island where I'm from has like 50,000 people, 60,000 people, Aquinnick Island, Newport, Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. He could walk into any store, restaurant, place and know four people in the place. Nice. So he was, I was like, this guy taught me. I was like, I want to be like that. Guy, I want to walk yeah. into a room and like people. Yeah. And not for any other reason, because it was obnoxious for us. We'd be like, Luke, what the fuck? Like, you know everyone. Like, ah, oh, it's annoying. And, like, my mom hated it. But um, he was like the celebrity at that. Yeah, yeah. Was, but he was just a nice guy, and he wanted to. T- he just wanted to talk. Yeah. He'll. So now, like, we go see him. It's like you know, I'm trying to go to bed when I'm visiting, and he's like, uh, he's like, he'll like lean against the island in the kitchen, and he'll just be like, and he'll just he'll just like have the paper open, and he'll just like point to things. He's like, ah, oh, the bridge is getting. <laughs> and he starts talking. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm you. I'll talk about shit. Um. But Tasha was saying the same thing about me because we were. T- I was like, I was talking to her, and she was like, "Ugh." She was like, "Everywhere you go, you like people." <laughs> she was like, "You just like see the best in people." So I'm, he I'm not trying huge... to. I'm not trying to humble brag because it's no, just like but he had a huge impact on you. Yeah, because my mom. Yeah, because my mom, very similar to my girlfriend, which is weird, mm-hmm. I guess, to say. But hey, come on, this is what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the sense that, like, my mom wouldn't necessarily share her emotions with me. She was very stoic. This is this is the Irish Catholic. But see, that's the love that you're comfortable with because your mom raised you with that sort of atmosphere. So yeah. that's your comfort. That's and your my blanket. stepdad is the same way with his emotions. Like I think that whole generation's that way. Like my stepdad, he'll hug you but he'll pat you on the back, you know. Yeah. Like like he's a pet, like they'll hug but they have to they have to like be like he has like rigor mortis with his arms like he won't like hug. like our generation like we hug we're like, hey bring it in here bro like we just whisper in each other. good to see you well bro. our, our generation is also doing the side hug yeah but we're still <laughs> hugging we're hugging <laughs> or i'll hug we'll come we'll do the full hug but um he would be like ah you know like they just yeah. they just can't they can't uh but my, my mom my mom can hug but um her like her like, my we, thing with people who hug who don't want to hug and i know because i'm one of them is we're afraid of hugging and not letting go. <laughs> just yeah. just don't keep holding. Me. Just just don't let go. You know who doesn't hug well is Heather. Yeah, she I'm does a side hug. She's she doesn't. She's not a deep hugger. And I've yeah. hugged her before. And I've totally, I've totally, uh, like, been too close to people. Mm-hmm. Where I'm just like, hey, come here, bring it in. And they're just like, ah. I'm like, oh, what's the, why you don't you yeah. don't do that? We don't do that here. Yeah, I've known her for like it feels like decades because we work together so much. Yeah, side hug with me too. I'll have to have her as my next guest because, which I don't know, would she open up to me? She would, yeah, of course. I love because uh, like, her her girlfriend Felicia, who I've met maybe eight wife, times, wife, now. her wife, yeah. Um, when I met her the second time, of course I'd hug her because she knows I'm really close to Heather. I get better he- hugs from her wife. You can say head. <laughs> <laughs> You get better hugs from what? Yeah, her yeah. her wife does look like so, like m- more of the codependent like snuggle hug type than she does from what I know, which is little. But she's more. I mean, Heather's to me. Heather's a warmer human. Felicia has more of a problem opening up to strangers. But we're comics, so once you're once you do comedy with someone else, you automatically open yeah. Up you're like, them. oh, you pass. Yeah, All right, sure. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. All right. So tell me, what's your f- What's your favorite side boob story here? Like, what's your which? What's the one that you actually? Um, what's your Mona Lisa smile, if you will? I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Courtney. Courtney. And I've changed the names of all these girls. 
But I'm going to say Courtney because... Oh, they're sexy names. Cassie, Haley, Taylor, Jessica, Emmy. I fucked half these girls, I think. They're, all their names are changed. Is Penelope um, like a Mexican chick? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Frances, what uh, ethnicity is she? Uh, I think she was uh, Irish, but I changed her name. So She's a comic. So which one's Courtney? Courtney's, or, or Courtney's her real name. No, I changed all oh, the I names. Don't, uh, I don't, I don't know if I'm sued. I don't know if I'm looking at the table of contents. Well, what happened with Courtney? I don't see Courtney. Courtney, wait, what's the first uh, one? Is it Cassie? Cassie. Say so you changed the name, so you don't even Holy know. Holy shit, you don't Courtney's even know her real name. Then. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> hey, bleep that out. Um, so Cassie, uh, what happened with her? Um, what I liked about her was she was just so fucking excited. I've never met someone so excited for life, for going out, for having a drink, for sitting in a car, for driving down Melrose, for like just saying, hey, coming to a show that I've never seen. It was like she just came out of her mom's womb. And she, and at that point, I was like so miserable. I was like borderline, oh, my God, suicide sounds like a good option. <laughs> and to go on a date with that girl at that time, it was just I knew it was a great story. Well. Well, uh, if you're if you're in a bad mood, a sparkling personality can either be horrible or good. So it was good. So she helped you out. Um, well, it made me realize that it's nobody's fault. How you Externally. feel? Yeah, like she was just being, and then I was being mean to her in my head, and also like, was I'm she like, a short yeah, was, a short relationship? Uh, two dates. Oh yeah! Wow. Yeah. But Quite two, an impact on two dates. Yeah. Is she really a redhead? Yeah. Nice. Most redheads have huge boobs. She was like 6'3", this girl. So she had giant... So you were eye to eye with her tits. <laughs> I'm, I'm, she's 6'3"? Six six, I'm 6. So oh, she's but not, still. Yeah. But then you put a girl in pumps or whatever they wear. Well, she was wearing flats. She wearing flats. Once a girl hits 5'11". They gotta wear flats. Yeah. You listening, ladies? Give us a chance. You're faking it. You're not that tall. Yeah. Not that they can't wear heels, but then that limits their options. I'm a solid five inches taller than my girlfriend, and she'll be eye to eye with me Wait, with, with certain contraptions she yeah. puts on. I'm like, what the fuck is that? But I'm cool. I'm, I'm cool with it because it's like, yeah, yeah, bitch. That's fine. Um, it's good for their back. I've heard these girls. Um, I'll bring it back around. So these chicks we auditioned. So I, I didn't even get into this dating, this dating advice thing. There, I mean, so we have to see all their headshots, and mm-hmm. the girls you bring in, you just don't know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. It's the same, I'm sure it's the same for men, but we auditioned about 40 people, and I think we're using one or two. Uh, they're just not, you just don't, and then so one girl, she was Russian, and like, she brought in her, uh, like, her, like, I guess her mail order husband, and he sat in the audition with us with his sunglasses on in the background. Wait, she was Russian and she had a mail order husband? Well, he, she was the her. mail order, okay. Yeah, and it felt like she was at, it felt like she was there at gunpoint. It felt like he brought her there. Really? Yeah, it was really. And like, she, how old was he? Um, let's call her thirty-eight, and him no. fifty. No, maybe I'll call her thirty-five. But she looked like a she looked like a sun damaged thirty-five-year-old. Ouch. Yeah, and he and she like started pitching her production company to us, and I was oh, thinking, fuck. oh my gosh, she's held hostage right now. Uh, he's making her do this. And then I let them leave. And I didn't do anything about it. Uh, no, I wasn't that bad. There are a lot of mail-order Russian girls in this town. In in New York, I'd see it all the time where I'd see girls 
I'd see I I saw couples that were married for the green card because mm-hmm. you can get five or ten grand. Yeah, seven. Yeah, is we know we know people. We seven. don't need it. Yeah, yeah, we we all know we know mutual friends that have done it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's a good story because it's like, oh look, like I've got friends. My Canadian. I'm an immigrant. You know? Are you really? Yeah. A lot of people don't know. Do you have so? What's your status? Do I need to call I've somebody? Been, no, you don't need to. I <laughs> I got my green card last year, actually. Seriously? So you're not? You are? You, does that? I'm sound stupid, but are you a citizen? No. So if you have a green card, a but green that card doesn't expire. That's a permanent resident. So you have to like take um, some tests to become a citizen. Yeah. So I can Dude. take those tests in like seven years or something. Oh, you have to wait that long? Oh yeah. Your parents, but you've lived here your whole life. No, dude. I I moved here when I was 25. Stop it. Yeah. From where? From India. You were in India till 25? No, I was in India from 13 to 25. I was in Hong Kong till 13. Oh, I feel like a shitty person for not knowing this. Uh, I, I, we talk about women more than we talk about us, so. Uh, so what's so did you lose your virginity in India? Yes. How did, how the fuck does that work? <laughs> <laughs> What's that like? Are you fucking in the the banks of the Mumbai? I don't even know. I'm horrible at geography. It, Where it are works you? the same way. Uh, you are go they to big a friend's on, place they... and you wait for their parents to leave? <laughs> give me a, give me the girl's name. You can make it up, but like give me the. I need a. I need to. Ref, I need to see a name. Gigi. Gigi. Yeah. That sounds real. Because that doesn't sound like a typical. That's a fake Indian. name. But that's a fake her, name. That's her nickname. Okay, Gigi. Yeah. So Gigi was full Indian. Mm-hmm. And here's here's. No, no offense to your to your people, because what what are, are you full Indian? Yes. Okay, I didn't know if you were mixed with whatever you know. So your parents. I mean, there's are full. mixed because my grandparents are from like the northern part of India. Uh, there were a lot of Aryans that did a lot of yeah. Because you look, fucking. yeah, you yeah. look like you like someone like three generations before you raped somebody. Yeah, you look like you've got like twelve percent. Yeah, uh, white. So yeah, twenty five percent. If you go to northern India, we look like that. Because you could not that I'm from you there. could pass as a lot of either Middle Eastern or South American too. Mm-hmm. You could totally pass as anyway. I digress. So um, I love I do love mixed Indian chicks. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I know nothing against full Indian chicks, but there's something about the colonial in, uh, breeding that I love. I love mixed Indian. I love half black. Mm-hmm. I love a little fucking. I don't like full white. Like, I, I'm not big... I mean, Scandinavian's cool, but, like, that Irish kind of, like, white where, like, you smile and you get seven Anything wrinkles. Because that's amazing. my family. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, and, like, Tasha's... She's a mutt. She's she's mm-hmm. a bunch of things. It's Yeah, it's good. It's it's, it's better. Your, your skin, you get that olive skin. Like, what, what would you... Like, what type of girl... Do you have an influence from living in Hong Kong or India of which type of girl you like? I do love the Australian accent. Okay. In terms of looks, I don't have any. You don't have any... I mean, I'm attracted like girls. This will sound very LA of me, but I'm attracted to the girls' energy more than anything. I'm with that. I'm with that as long like I've dated girls on a wide, sp- like a wide spread yeah. of looks, but they've all I've all, I've felt attracted to all of them in yeah. part because of their energy. Like I, I'm not really att- like most of the girls that I've dated really carry themselves like women, and I've usually dated girls that are older than me. Interesting. Is your current girlfriend older? Yeah. By like two or three years. Do you mind me asking? You don't have to say this. How old you were? How old you were when you lost your virginity? Fifteen and a half. Interesting. I was nineteen and a half. Well, yeah. 
Yeah, not all of us look good like me. No. no what the fuck, though? What's what's the move? I mean, like, what? how do you even begin? I See, like, I, I know that's common mm-hmm. to lose your virginity 15 to 17. I can't even fathom how that even goes look, down. A 15-year-old boy will look at every hole. Like, it's just needs to be... Sure. Yeah. So I was going through that from the age of like 13 and a half because all my friends were older. Oh. So they would like show me porn, talk about women. I thought the vagina was like, no joke, like two inches below the belly button. And then I saw a photo of Pamela Anderson. This is before like internet. Mm -hmm. And she had like her, her like jeans were unzipped and I still didn't see her vagina. This was a Playboy shoot, right? It was, I was one of those giant posters in like, you know, like the, the, um, like a record store, they have posters, and you like flip through them, and they'd have gotcha. that hard cover. So you'd flip through them, and I'd open up a little bit of the like right in the center of the posters. You'd find like Pamela Anderson or you know whoever else, and she had like ripped jeans and the barbed wire tattoo. And then I and then her jean shorts were zippered down, you know, like folded open the way they do. And oh God, I love the early nineties. And I didn't see a vagina two inches below her <laughs> belly button, and I was like, did they Photoshop it out? Because to me, it was like a, you know, like on your neck, that, what's that tracheotomy? What's that called? The trach hole for like smokers? Oh, yeah. They gotta, that's what I thought the vagina was below the belly button. Just like a procedural hole. I didn't imagine it was like you didn't somewhat know you underneath. You didn't under, okay. I thought it was like a straight, like you target practice, you just shoot straight into this thing. So you thought where your dick comes out of. Oh, yeah. That's but where. even above that. Okay. And technically our dicks kind of come lower, but whatever. Um, you know, yeah, but it's not, but it wasn't rhythm. like, yeah, yeah, but there, yeah. So like when I first ever Wait, tried how to like, were you when you, oh, but when I found out 24, <laughs> no, I, uh, I was, when I found out, like when I actually saw my first like porn, I was, uh, I want to say I was in seventh grade. Um, and we had this old porn. So I, that's 13, right? Yeah. So like maybe, maybe when I was like 10, I was starting to like wonder about girls hmm. and then I still, and that's when I was very far off with my, um, anatomy because my mom rented uh she took a book out of the library for my sister and i she didn't mm-hmm. even buy the fucking book she just took it out of the library and it was like when you when you love somebody you get as close as you can to them and it, i was like what and it literally fucked up my week like i was like a nine or ten year old i was just like stressed out once i knew what sex was i couldn't fucking it's it, weird that parents have to do that i think the the right option is always get your Best buddy's older brother or older sister to teach you. Yeah, because you know what? My mom told me just enough to know that I didn't want to know anything. Exactly. I don't know why parents think that it's on them. And then I went to a baseball game, went to a Red Sox game with my uncle, because at this point still, yeah, it was before my stepdad existed. And, and he's never given me the birds and the bees talk. I mean, mm-hmm. he was so like shy with that type of stuff because he had two daughters. And like apparently his ex-wife would take care of that. Yeah. So I remember my uncle, my uncle Craig, going home from a baseball game. And I'm yeah I'm like eleven twelve maybe and he's like and he's like uh, so uh, everything all good <laughs> I was like uh, yeah he goes all right <laughs> he's like yeah, mom talk to you everything you know everything I was like yeah I was like okay good I told him that recently in front of like a giant family gathering we had, we shared all these stories and it was it was the first time that Tasha met my family and it was one of the it was one of the best nights of my life it was like she it was like as an adult. Because it's one thing when you're 21 and you can have a glass of wine and legally mm-hmm. drink with your parents, but I, like as an adult, as a like at the time like 29 year old to like share funny stories about mm-hmm. our childhood, that's the best therapy in the world when you can finally talk. And a lot of people don't get there, but my family, 
you know, give them a little bit of wine and they'll get there. Yeah. Because they all, my well, parents. It's not, most humans, it's not just your family. Most humans can. Yeah, and they want they, they want to. to we want to understand. Yeah. It's just um, like my my mom's one of eight. They all had an alcoholic father who left them when when uh, my grandmother died mm-hmm. uh, breast cancer when I was like one. So they so they had the same sort of weird cyclical issues with their dad where he was around a little bit, but he was just a drunk and he kind of like left them. And I haven't seen him since like I was in high school, and that's fine because that was another situation where I didn't even know the guy really. But so like they all kind of they all rallied around their siblings. Like they had eight of them. They would all rally around. So they were very tight knit siblings with no parents mm-hmm. after, you know, in their adulthood. Their parents pretty much their dad, dad's an alcoholic and the mom passed away when everyone was like young 20s or still in high school, all that. So it's in, it's interesting. It's it's cool. Like, you know, like this, this, this the dumb podcast we do here. It's really just about human relationships. I know I call it sex, actually. But uh, it's it's really just more about how we all kind of get along here because, you know, like today we got the stupid br- the attack in Belgium and it's like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? Can't we just get along? Well, what what annoys me about all of that is there's an attack in Belgium or there was an attack in France and now you've got these the side of liberals going hey but two weeks ago there was an attack like there were there was an attack in Istanbul like two days ago. Yeah. Why isn't the American media covering brown people suffering? And as a brown guy, I'm annoyed at these people because it's like, dude, it's Paris. No one's expecting yeah. bombs there. In the Middle East, it's like it's almost like the same video clip. Like yeah. every every rubble looks the same to me, which sounds horrible, but it's like that's how it feels. Like we've mm-hmm. seen this since childhood. There's no peace in the Middle East. That's why they're not reporting it. It's yeah. the same fucking story. Versus Belgium. Like I've literally driven to Belgium from mm-hmm. France. We get beer from there. Like, yeah, we got nice little monks serving us, like making mm-hmm. alcohol in their abbey. Like, like no joke. It's amazing. amazing. It's yeah. amazing. And I drove, I met a guy named Brecht von Pucker. He became one of my best friends. Six foot four, or as he says, 2.1 meter, whatever the fuck. <laughs> giant, giant uh, blonde hair. And I traveled all throughout Mexico. We met in France. So you were the ugly guy in the situation? Total. No, he was, like, <laughs> he was a goofball. He had mutton oh, chop, mutton chop, um, you know, like uh, like mustache and, uh, and uh, what, what do you call that? The sideburns, big, uh, crazy. And like we uh, we drove his car called, his car was called Flipper. It was this shitty little Ford. They don't make them here. It's like yeah. in Europe, they make these cars like even extra compact. Mm-hmm. We drove that thing to Belgium, 10 hours to Bruges. Bruges, most beautiful, enchanting city in the world. Hasn't changed since like the 1400s. It hasn't changed. Yeah. Belgium, obviously it's a modern city, but it, these cities, Belgium hasn't really ever been attacked, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. I'm probably wrong. You could probably pull up, you know, if you want to be an asshole and be like, well, in the 1760s, there's yeah. a riot. And, it's but, not known for being... Yeah, it's in the center of yeah. Western Europe, the center of the European Union, and I call it, like, Europe's Canada. Mm-hmm. They're the nicest people. They all speak five languages. They're polyglots. They all speak... Um, uh, in Brussels, they obviously speak French and English, mm-hmm. and in, in Bruges, they speak Flemish. I mean, these are they're fucking great people, mm-hmm. so... It was I the 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 I only I only know three Belgians you know from that I studied with and they're all they're all fine and it's just it's just fucking crazy and 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 not to be all ranty but like we do live in one of the most peaceful times in the history of humanity yeah it's just it's just senseless mm-hmm. not that it wasn't senseless before but when you read it in a history book versus this you're just like what the fuck 
and 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 all I can think of is, can we just kill all that, all of them? And it's like, well, what, what am I like? Why am I? I don't want to have those feelings. Hmm. You know what I mean? But like, what's, what's well, it's it's the whole Batman thing. Today, I was talking to someone about the Batman thing, where he's like, I want to save Gotham rather than I want to help Gotham, so he becomes a superhero. But because he's a superhero, there are supervillains. So it's like whenever. America invades and overthrows a dictator, you're going to get ISIS or you're going to get this. Yeah. And that's what scares me about Hillary Clinton. And now it's a political <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Politics, actually. <laughs> Hillary Clinton, the next lesbian I'll be roasting. <laughs> that pantsuit. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know. just unfollowed you. I, uh, <laughs> click. I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a Bernie guy, but, uh, I, you know, in a weird, dark way, it'd be interesting to see, for me to see what Trump does. I would. I, I want. I, 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 want I do agree that parallel like, universes where one goes to Bernie yes. and one goes to Trump. Like, let's go check check and in then, on Trump yeah. USA. <laughs> yeah, and then we find out what happens in four years because Bernie's rolling the dice, and I rather some guy who's in his seventies roll the dice than the CEO of America, Hillary Clinton, do what she's talking about because it's just going to be. It's just too much war. Yeah. That's that's my only complaint about all of these. Well, that's the good thing. The good thing about Trump and Bernie is that they're not being financed yeah. by outside, you know, pockets. Yeah. So, hopefully like and it's sad to say but it might not affect this election, but hopefully for next election you really get some candidates exactly. that are like not financed because Well, Bernie's the only person calling out the system being corrupt and rigged. Well, tr- but well, I mean Trump though, right? Trump too. But yeah. Trump's a part of it. And he's like, yeah, I've got these, you know, whatever that, whatever the um the thing is for the migrant workers to come over. He's like, yeah, I I take advantage of the taxes. H-1B, yeah, he's like, that, I yeah. take advantage of the visas. I take advantage of the taxes. Just fine, yeah. But I take it, but it's there. So he, yeah. he's like, yeah, I financed Clinton. So yeah, like I paid for her to come to my wedding. Boom. Mm-hmm. I bought I bought them. It's it's cool to see him call them them out. And I think that's the only way. It's just. Insane it's that pro- Hillary progressive. is worth fifty million dollars, and yeah, she's worth fifty, and that's on the books. Yeah, so and, I'm not saying I'm not. And saying what she's, she's worth, worth, you take fifty million away, it's like she's still worth. You know, she'll make that back in a week. Oh, you know, totally. not fifty million, but she'll. You know, she's the the equity she has. Yeah, but uh, look look at us just get off on the fucking politics. But it's like I'm not but a as smart. A woman, I do agree with all these girls saying she's being held at a higher standard standard because she's a woman. But I think every person in that office should be held. So are you a Bernie standard. guy? Yeah, definitely. He's a lot closer in the race than they're they're making him look. Yeah, that he's know. if he starts if he wins the next couple. Actually, the delegates are there's delegates today, right? right? Yeah. Oh, jeez, don't look at it. Okay, I won't find out that he got assassinated. <laughs> or something. I can't say that. I probably can't say that. Uh, <laughs> I'm just anyone who's anti-war. But I'm not. Listen, I'm, I'm not pro-Trump. Bernie sounds anti-war. I'm not pro-Trump, but like I said. It would be interesting to see what the fuck yeah. happens because what I, do, I don't think it's going to affect me in in a, like a very close way either way with where I am. But the the worst thing about Trump is that it's united a, a lot of hatred. Yeah. That I honestly don't think Trump. I don't find him to be super hateful, but I do. Obviously, the borders yeah. and the things. I think a lot of what he said has been taken out of context. Not, not even and yeah, out of, yeah. Like sure, he said. Uh, he said a lot of un PC things like, yeah, a lot of Mexican people that come over are uh, rapists. And that immediately became the rapist. But he, so there, there's like some of his ideas are, are okay being like, we're going to bring jobs back here. But then he says shit like that. And you're like, oh, who's going to put them? But would he be doing so well if he played it safe? Right. No. 
Yeah, no, he, of course but, not. But so unfortunately, he he's, he's, he's united like, a lot of a lot of bigoted yeah. people. He's like, I need to yell my message in the most controversial way to get ahead, and that's what's what would be nice now. And yeah, what he's done now is say, look, look, and he hasn't said this, but he's like, okay. Um, now winning. that I'm president, let's, yeah. let's calm down. And okay. He is the only guy who said uh, Planned Parenthood on the Republican stage because I watched all the debates, and he was like, no, Planned Parenthood do help women. Yeah, he's, su- he's super different than all the other Republicans, yeah. and it's just a, it's just hilarious that the Republicans couldn't f- figure out a better candidate to battle him. It's really— My theory is they're making him look bad so Hillary looks great. The Republicans? Uh, no, the them— them the people who the control beast. america yeah like the the president is just um customer control <laughs> it's just it really it's is. just the poster she's like yeah. semi good looking person it's just someone we have there, to listen in, to when in the shit history hits the it's fan. been good looking people yeah it's always been they could be jfk were. you put a little smile on it well you know. say good but it's charismatic Tear down people. that wall <laughs> that's <really> fucking horrible <laughs> Are you watching? I'm watching this new Hulu show called like Eleven Ten Sixty Three or whatever the fuck it's Is called. It time traveling thing. It's I time seen traveling. It Stephen King and J.J. Abrams. Um, I'll tell you what. I, I never, I never butcher actors because I think it's a hard gig. Franco is a pretty bad actor in this, but whatever. It's it's cool. He's traveling time, trying to kill, uh, trying to trying to find out who's going to assassinate. I, JFK. I tried, It's you know I try not to watch TV shows with movie stars. Because yeah. I want them to stop doing that. I want them to cast unknowns so I can like like Daredevil. But it really is kind guy. of like a mini series. It's eight eight episodes, and I don't think it. I don't know if there'll be another season. Hmm, I see what you're saying. So I'm like, why would he want another season? It's like they did know. six episodes, right? Eight, eight. Because I'm on five. Yeah, it sounds like a season to me. Yeah, mini series. And I love the show Flaked. That's eight episodes. David yeah. Arquette and um, David Sullivan was on my podcast. He's the co-star of Flaked. That's a fucking great show. Mm-hmm. It's like funny but dark. It's like a dude who you know killed a killed a guy drunk driving. Mm. It's like you know like ten years ago, and I was in AA. But he's like, it's a, it's a good show. Um, look, we're rambling now. We actually got to go. We just hit an hour, so um, uh, we got to start to get our. Uh, what get do you want to talk here. about? We got to go. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Look, at it, time flies for me. Just talking for an hour and two minutes here. Um, uh, so people. How how do how do you want people oh. to follow you if, if they want to buy your book or the book? If they on... go to Catch Twenty Do D U, they will see all my information there. Um, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Catch Twenty Do, and the book is available on Amazon. Just type in Side Boobs. And this uh, awesome. And this podcast will come out after my roast battle, so I may or may not include the roast right after, depending on how it goes. Oh, uh, I will say this about the book: the three guys under twenty who have read it all wrote in and said it's they can get laid now thanks to me. Wow! So if you're if you're trying to lose your virginity like Dave Neal, look if um, you're uh, I help, recommend helpless and. Uh, but cry, cry too often in front of the ladies. Yeah. At the same time, girls have read it and said, finally, it's not a book about getting laid. It's a book about heartbreak. Because that's the way. You know, Are all you this... read it the way you read it. Jeez. I need laminated pages. <laughs> cry. Um, Two right. people have cried reading. Really? Friends, yeah. I'm going to give one to I love how you have very specific like, stats. Two people have cried. Two men under 19. I, I didn't expect people to cry. How do you know? Do they write a review on the th- on the thing? Uh, no, they called me. Wow. Yeah. That's funny. I, uh, not, I'm not ready to write a book. Don't know. This is kind of my way of like, I you know, we're talking about my exes. This is my Taylor Swift of fucking mm-hmm. 
Well, the way to do it is you get them to pay you to write the book, and then you yeah. come to me, and I'll write it for cheap. There you go. You hear that guy's do is going to ghostwrite me. Um, no, you so can write it. Bro. I don't have anything to really plug for people other than um, Bachelor Season's over, so I'm done with those. But on YouTube, I'm going to be doing – I think I'm going to start um, recording like the first 20 minutes of every podcast and putting it on YouTube just mm-hmm. to like blend them a little bit. I don't oh, know. if anyone is in L.A., April 20th, why don't you do Duke Purple and Friends? Yeah. Oh, Lounge. fuck. 420? Yeah. No, I got a show. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's the show I'm doing at uh, UCLA. What time is it? Our USC. Um, I'm going to be like producing. Oh, it's a full yeah. Thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, fuck. What? Go support his show because mine's <laughs> private. <laughs> Unless you're at USC listening to this, come to the fraternity. I'm doing a frat show because uh, I didn't make it in life. <laughs> Do you still have to pay student loans if you perform at a fraternity? I feel like they should give you like a year off. No? I don't know. All right. Well, look. Thanks for listening, you assholes. And um, please share this with your friends. I have to plead at the end of every episode. Numbers numbers are good. I need to get back on it. I, I got I got a guy who wants to do a new beat for me on the intro because I got this like, doom, doom, doom. It's like a stupid thing. It sounds I, I you playing your penis. I literally can't do it. It's like a, it's a beat. Uh, but yeah, I need, to, I need to spice that up because uh, I ain't going anywhere, folks. Um... <laughs> Uh, so write in tell me you love us tell us what you hate be nice uh, be kind to others cause you don't know when it ends uh, that's and, super cryptic and if there's a lesson from this episode it's hug people for just just a half a second longer than you normally do yeah hug them unless they don't want it Dave likes that no even if they don't like it they need it might it. startle them smell their neck when you hug them yeah. that's, a, that's a sign of honor in India <laughs> <laughs> alright thanks for listening guys take care see you next week bye so it's the morning after the roast battle. Uh, I didn't get a recording, but I wanted to not leave everybody hanging. I thought I was going to get a recording, and then, you know, you're getting ready for the thing. You forget. And uh, it didn't happen. But I won. We beat Heather. Um, she did a good job. It's horrible to win against a friend because I feel bad for her. But um, there'll be more in the future. So... Uh, that's that. Continue with your lives. No one cares. See you guys next week.